and then Hebrews. Okay? This is a little book that um, if you have taught neighborhood Bible time in certain years, you will have taught this lesson. Um, It is a book in which Paul, in prison, and um, we're we're not going to go verse by verse through this. In fact, I'm just going to kind of give you an overview here and uh, and use it to illustrate some of the points that we have tonight. But Paul, in prison, ministered to a fellow prisoner, Onesimus. Onesimus came to know Christ as personal Savior. He was a servant to a owner by the name of Philemon, and Paul challenged Onesimus that he needed to go back when he got out of prison and make things right with Philemon. But this is a letter to Philemon saying, Onesimus has come to Christ. I am writing to you as one that brought you to Christ, and I'm asking you, urging you to have a forgiving spirit and receive Onesimus back. And if he has wronged you, I am willing to pay whatever whatever he's stolen from you. I am willing to pay that. We need to rebuild this And we are all now brothers. I am a follower of Christ, Paul saying. Philemon, you are a follower of Christ. And Onesimus is now a follower of Christ. So we all ought to be able to um, build these relationships, grant forgiveness, and go on and and show the grace and glory of God. And um, through it, he mentions... Many others as well. Um, in verse 2, he mentions others in verse 23. And this little book is all about relationships. Now, I understand there are some of you here tonight that when you saw the title, Why Relationships, you're going, Oh, brother. You would just as soon live someplace and and not see anybody unless you absolutely had to. And the majority of you that are thinking that way are probably males, okay? And um, don't point fingers to anyone, all right? Don't go nudging people. Um, and there may be some ladies that, or you may be here tonight and say, man, I, I have had relationships and I've had way too many relationships that are just a pain in the neck. And the fewer relationships I have, the better it can be. Um, those are very real life situations. But as a follower of Christ, and as just human beings, the DNA that God put in us, 
there's some, some basic truths. Number one, you were made for relationships. One, you were made for a relationship with God. So we are made for relationships. You are made with the, compa- with the capacity to choose. You can't always choose your relationships. You couldn't choose your parents. You couldn't choose your siblings. You can't choose your children. But you can choose how you act in those relationships. We have no choice about whether we will participate in relationships. Our only real choice is, will we work to make the relationships healthy? I mean, will I do things that hinder the relationship or enhance it? You... You really can't live a life that God desires us to have without having relationships. And as we go through life and, and we are disappointed in relationships and people hurt us, and it is easy to develop a, a wall about us that, that I don't really want to have any close relationships. But... We were made for relationships. We have the capacity to choose what we're going to do in those relationships. And we are made to take responsibility for ourselves what we do in these relationships. So with that kind of as a foundation, um, we just want to bring out some truths that will help us understand this. Number one... You cannot be right with God and run from relationships. If I, if I get close to God, I am going to have to have relationships with others. Why? What's the first and great command God gave? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind and strength. And the second command is love your neighbor as yourself. So if I, I cannot say, I'm just going to love God and, and don't bother me with other people. No, if I love God, I am going to see his love for people. And I cannot be right with God and build walls around relationships. We were made for relationships. The Bible is all about relationships. It's about people relating to others. Paul could have sat in that prison and said, don't bother me, Onesimus. I'm busy writing a letter to the church at Philippi, and I'm writing a letter to all these people. No, Paul got involved with Onesimus's life. Now, in doing that, he was doing what God wanted him to do. And in doing that, he brought light to darkness. If we love God, we cannot avoid relationships. 
we are people that God has redeemed and he wants to use us to bring the truth to others and that comes through relationships. Secondly, a church is made up of relationships. A church is not just where we come, sit down, sing a few songs, hear a message, and go our way. That may be what the modern church has become, but that isn't what God designed a church to be. God designed a church to be ministry, one to another. Um, he calls us a body, the members of the body. If, if the members of your body did not have a relationship with one another, you would not be able to function. I mean, if, if your brain is not able to get messages to your muscles to do whatever, that's the body working together. That's a relationship. The members. A church is made up of relationships. Thirdly, you cannot be right with God and wrong with a brother or sister. So Paul writes to Philemon, and he says, Philemon, I need you to prepare your heart to receive Onesimus. And Philemon's thinking, Onesimus, that dirty rascal... He ripped me off or, you know, he violated me. And who do you think you are coming in here and telling me to do this? And Paul says, he is now a fellow brother. And Paul's concern was, Philemon, if you hold this grudge and you don't build this relationship, you're going to end up shipwrecked in your faith. It's for that reason Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said, if you bring your gift to the altar, you bring something to offer to the Lord, and there you remember that your brother hath ought against you, leave your gift. God said, I don't want your gift. I don't want your prayers. I don't want your service. And go and be reconciled to your brother. Why? We can't be right with God when we haven't attempted to make things right with our brother. Now, I'm going to list seven things about relationships here tonight. And my prayer is that God would cause every one of us to grow and develop in our relationships and not with just a select few that that we handpick. Number one, relationships take work. We can only imagine, but Paul is sitting in prison, and it took work for him to invest in Onesimus' life. And... He could have very easily said, I am weary, I am tired, I've been persecuted, I've been run out of towns, I've been stoned, I just need a break. 
but it took work to invest, to share, to learn about Onesimus, to see what his need was. Was he a fellow believer and needed encouragement? Was he unsaved and needed Christ? Well, he was unsaved and needed Christ. That's how you change losers into winners. You present Christ to them. And that's what we're called to do. But it takes work. We'd like to just, you know, quickly people change or whatever. Relationships take work. Relationships are costly. In this, Paul wrote and he said, If he has taken anything from you, he said, put it on my account. Not only costly in the realm of investing resources, but it's costly in investing our time. It means I'm giving up something of doing my own thing to enhance this relationship, not hinder it. Number three, relationships are messy. Paul gets in and he thinks, okay, I'm going to share with Onesimus. And he finds out, oh, oh, you worked for Philemon. Oh, you're the one Philemon told me about. Now we got to bring Philemon into this. So it's not just Paul and Onesimus and Paul dealing with Onesimus. It's Paul and he says, oh, man. And, uh, I mean, you can just, you can just imagine all that goes on. The people that are involved in relationships and relationships get messy because we're people and we're sinners and we're self-centered and, and we're messy. You know, we don't respond the way we ought to and, and so, the people we're in a relationship with need grace with us and vice versa. And you know, I'm just imagining this isn't, this isn't in the book of Philemon, but, you know, you can just picture Philemon coming home and saying, Hey, honey, look it, we got a letter from Paul today. Oh, really? What did Paul say? How's he doing in prison? You won't believe it. He says Onesimus got saved. Onesimus, that guy that bit us You can just imagine, all right? He says we ought to forgive him. Maybe Philemon's struggling with forgiving, and his wife says, Yeah, we should. That'd be the biblical. And Philemon's thinking, Yeah, that's easy for you to say. I'm the one that worked with him, and he always was a lazy slouch, you know, and I didn't like him anyway, and... I mean, it's easy to read these books of the Bible and think, it. oh, it just happened, just happened, just happened. No, relationships are messy. But God gives his grace. See, 
It doesn't matter what others do to us or what our circumstances are. I determine all my feelings by what I choose to think and how I choose to react to what happened to me. Poor me, you know. Or I thought that that little thing on self-esteem. The problem with self-esteem is we're thinking of ourselves too much. And that's the problem when we get into relationships and they get messy and it takes work and it's costly. But, oh well, that's what we're called. This life is messy. And God will give the grace. Number four, relationships are impossible without the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. Without the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives and the grace of God, we will leave in our wake a string of broken relationships that we can always blame them for what they've done. And in a church body, relationships are impossible unless we walk in God's Spirit and have the power of God at work in our life. And for a marriage and a family to have proper relationships, it's impossible. What God's called us to do cannot be done in our own strength. It's impossible. We must have the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. So you're looking at those things. It takes work. It's costly. They're messy. They're impossible apart from God. Yeah, right. You want me to jump into more relationships. Okay, let's finish the last three. Number five, relationships purify us. It is through relationships and sometimes messy relationships that it reveals our hearts. And sometimes what we see in our hearts is not very good. And that's a good thing that we see it. Because then we can purify it. Then God can purify our life. And, and it's through these relationships. <clears throat> There's nothing that reveals pride as much as marriage does, all right? And, and that's a good thing because we're all filled with pride. And, and we need to humble ourselves. And relationships can be used of God, depending how we respond. They don't automatically purify. It's how do I respond to this? And you will have relationships that, that they are totally in the wrong, but you control how you respond. And is it going to purify me? Also, relationships strengthen us. God, this is impossible. I need your grace. And, and as we said, what Dr. Olala said at family camp, anything that causes us to be more dependent on God is good for us. And so this relationship and this 
messy situation. God, I need your grace. I need your wisdom. How do I respond? What do I do? You're asking me to to overcome evil with good, and I don't have it in me. I don't feel like overcoming evil with good. I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to love them. And we we have all these reasons why we shouldn't. I mean, and we can talk to others and they say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. And I'm no, no. But the spirit of God is at us and working in us. And we come to the point where we say, God, I, I cannot do this without you. And it strengthens us to walk by faith. It can strengthen us, not just having it. It can. It gives us the opportunity to be strengthened. And then, lastly, it honors God. God, he said, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. You know, unity doesn't just happen. It takes work. It's costly. It's messy. It's impossible without the Spirit of God and the grace of God. And unity purifies us and strengthens us, and it honors God. I mean, we don't know how it all ended, but I just assume Philemon received Onesimus back. And, you know, can't you think of the joy that God had as he looked down and said, here was an individual that... that abused his master and stole from him, and now he has given his heart to God, and these two are restored, and and God was able to use the Apostle Paul in that, and God saying, praise the Lord. It's not stealing, killing, and destroying. It's rebuilding and enhancing relationships. So the thing that we need to ask ourselves, in the relationships that I already have in my life, am I doing things to hinder them or enhance them? And see, sometimes it's like, well, I'm not doing anything with them. They're going their way. I'm going my way. Well, that's hindering it. That's not enhancing it. And God has called us to these relationships um, we cannot be right with God and run from relationships. And and we all battle with it. it it's like, oh, I don't really feel like getting involved in this. But aren't you glad God didn't have that attitude with us? I mean, our relationship with him is pretty messy. You know, he knows what we do, but it's like, Oh my goodness! Look what they're doing now. I, I've I've said to Marilyn many times. I don't know why God just doesn't wipe us all off the face of the earth in one fell swoop. I mean, honestly, you talk about messy, and and, I, and I'm not just talking about the world. I'm talking about in Christianity. But he doesn't. And the same way he loves us, we are to love others. Well, I I don't feel like it. Yeah, that's right. We don't feel like it. 
And I can't. Yeah, that's right. You can't. But I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I don't really, I'm content with the relationships or lack of relationships that I have. Well, you were made for relationships and God wants to expand your influence. And that means expand your relationships. We get where we want to control and God's bringing people into our lives and he wants to purify us and strengthen us and he wants to be honored through our relationships. So, the point is tonight to sit back and look at your own life and say, okay, my relationships, am I doing things to enhance them? My relationship with my parents, my relationship with my spouse, my relationship with my children, my relationship with the people I work with, my neighbors, my fellow church members. I mean, look at that. You got your work cut out, don't you? We do. But this is what God wants, and God's honored. God is not honored by us living in our own little bubble and just praising God and never touching anybody else's life. God is not honored by that. We were made for relationships. So, it would do us well to to go home and write down the relationships. And what can I do to enhance this relationship? And to, to put down specifically... Paul enhanced his relationship with Onesimus, his relationship with Philemon. He didn't have to write Philemon anything. And he enhanced his relation, the relationship between Philemon and Onesimus. And God was honored so much that he recorded it in the Bible. That's pretty amazing. And it was all about relationships. Lord, we ask tonight that you would open our hearts to the relationships in our lives and that by your grace we would enhance them. Lord, thank you for the many people you have brought in my life that have been a positive influence have made a difference in my life. And Lord, thank you that they were willing to get in, even though it was costly, even though it was messy, even though it involved work. Lord, thank you that you have used many, many people in my life. And I pray that our lives would make a difference in other people's lives and that we'd be willing to invest the effort and the time and the cost, that we'd be willing to do the work, that we would be empowered by your Spirit. And Lord, I pray that truly our lives would make a difference. I pray right here in in this church, <clears throat> Lord, I pray that we would strengthen one another, that we would enhance the relationships by praying for one another and serving one another, 
and valuing the differences, valuing what we have together in you. So, Lord, may there be fruit from this truth. Thank you for recording Philemon for us, and thank you for the relationships there. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to take time to pray for our nation 